Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovee and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Breaking news, breaking news. At the start of the podcast, as we get you ready for the Dolphins game, the Pro Bowl rosters have been announced. Hello, everybody. Matt Bovee, Sal Capaccio with you on another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. We will just briefly talk about the Pro Bowl because it's a joke, and then we will get on to yeah. the actual thing that most people want to talk about. We can tell you there are two Pro Bowlers from the Buffalo Bills that have been selected. Those two players are James Cook and Deion Dawkins. This has nothing to do with James Cook and Deion Dawkins being selected as Pro Bowlers. Good for them, both having exceptional seasons, very well deserved. There is no planet that exists where Josh Allen is not a Pro Bowler. It makes no sense whatsoever. But that's just my opinion, Sal. Am I crazy? No, of course you're right. But he was a first alternate, so... Just to put yeah. in context, right, just to put in context, they weren't the only two players selected. They were only yes. two players who selected to start or to be yeah. a part of the original team, I guess. But you're right. I mm-hmm. agree with you 100%. Josh Allen, of course, should be in the Pro Bowl. But we could go down the list and say, how is that Oliver a third alternate? Are you kidding me? He might Ridiculous. be an all pros this year. And maybe, to me, the biggest snub, I love that word, <laughs> might be linebacker Terrell Bernard. Not yeah, even a I fifth know. alternate. I know it just doesn't make sense, but that's why the pro bowl is dumb. And that's why people skip it and they pay no attention to it. And Josh Allen would rather play in the 
pro-am at Pebble Beach, like rightfully so. I totally get it. So listen, there's no game anymore anyway, really, right? There's all skills competitions they do. Yeah, it's like that skills competition. They play a flag football game, which is probably honestly more exciting and enjoyable yeah. than an actual Pro Bowl game in years past. But whatever. The three quarterbacks for the AFC are Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Tua. I think absolutely Lamar Jackson has earned a spot. I think you could even say Tua has as well. Patrick Mahomes gets in because he's Patrick Mahomes. He's not having that historically, by his standards, a a great season. I know the talent around him is way worse than he's used to, but, I mean, it's just because his name is Patrick. You can be the best player in the entire league and the most valuable player in the entire league most times and also not be worthy of a Pro Bowl nod, and I feel like that's the case for Mahomes this year. If you're building a team, he would still be the guy that you take number one, Every GM would say the exact same thing, probably, but it's just because he's Patrick Mahomes. All right, switching Well, before you do that, I want to switch gears real quick. Yeah. I'd also like to say that I think I've settled on the fact that Lamar Jackson should be the MVP this year. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I think that if Josh would have had a really big game and then Mm -hmm. if they ultimately end up winning the division, I would have been willing to absolutely have that conversation. I think, though, the body of work... The fact that Lamar, I mean, the team is so good, but he was also so dynamic in that Dolphins game. So I feel like the conversation was close and then he kind of just separated himself. Yeah. And I, I guess I could reserve, you know, well, well, if Josh throws for 405 touchdowns, I might change my mind, but I'm okay with Lamar Jackson being named or voted whatever over mm-hmm. Josh Allen, if that's the case. And I still think Josh could have a case for MVP, but we talked about it last podcast. So I just wanted to kind of throw it out there that I, think that Lamar Jackson, after his performance against Baltimore and what he's done this year, I have zero issue whatsoever with him being named MVP, and I would probably vote for him. Yeah. Do you have a Pro Bowl vote? vote. Or an MVP vote, excuse me? I don't get it. I don't get it. No, I guess it would just be AP, right? AP voters, I think. That's it. I don't know. I don't exactly know who gets the the, vote. I think it's the AP MVP. Either way, I don't have a vote, but hey, maybe someday. Um, But that's what I would do there. Anyway, go ahead and switch gears to what you wanted to. Well, so we're out at Bills practice today. It's Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday evening, so a couple days ahead of the Bills and Dolphins massive matchup. And I feel like for the Bills, they're pretty healthy going into this game. You know, it was all status quo. I know some people have wanted to know about Josh Allen. It looks like he's going to play. It sounds like he's going to play. He said all of that, that he was good to go. Sean McDermott echoed those same comments. You, of course, last week got Daquan Jones back. You got Micah Hyde back. You got A.J. Epinesa back. For the Dolphins, it's a very different story. Sal, they are really, really banged up going into this game. And I know Wednesday is not the greatest indicator because a lot could change on Thursday and Friday. But most of the big-name guys we're talking about, we kind of already know are not going to play. That's right. Um, they are dealing with a lot of injuries. And this is a great opportunity, unfortunately, due to injury because you don't want to see guys hurt, but it's a part of football, and it happens. And because of that, the Bills will, to me, have – a really great opportunity to go against an undermanned Miami Dolphins team here that also, this could also play into the Bills' hands a little bit. Miami's already in the playoffs, so their thought process might even be to dial back if a guy's close. For Jalen Waddle, for example, like Jalen Waddle on Wednesday was listed as a non-participant. They had a walkthrough, mm-hmm. but Mike McDaniel said, we're going to see how it goes this week. Like He didn't dismiss him from playing. My thought mm-hmm. is, if they were in the Bills' situation and had to win maybe, maybe he plays. They're already in the playoffs. Maybe the guy's iffy, he doesn't play. So I think that that also probably plays into all of this. 
Yeah, so I think the big ones, obviously, you mentioned Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, and Baker. Those are the three guys who I think are kind of up in the air of are they going to play or are they not going to play. I feel like from just the sense that I got last week, Mostert was the closest to playing, so that makes me think that he's the most likely to probably be available this weekend. But the big ones, of course, are you already know they're without Jalen Phillips. Now they're without Bradley Chubb, which is just a massive injury for them. And it does not sound like Xavier Howard is going to be available either. So that means that you're going to have a lot of Jalen Ramsey featured, but you're also going to have Eli Apple out on the field. And those guys, not Jalen Ramsey, gave up perfect passer ratings to Lamar Jackson on Sunday when the Ravens absolutely dismantled them. That stat is from Marcel Louis Jacques, who I think was on GR with you guys. He was on our show on Tuesday night. So, you know, obviously he's very familiar with these two teams and he made it incredibly clear. Like the secondary is a big concern for the Dolphins without Howard. And for as good as Ramsey is, we're going to find out, is Vic Fangio going to move him all over the field or is he going to just play aside? And if he just plays aside, then do you just attack the other side and take the opportunities whenever they're available at actually Ramsey? So they're banged up, and it's kind of coming for them at the worst time because these injuries have all happened in the last month or so. And if he does move around, I assume what you mean is, is he moving around with Stefan Diggs, right? I mean, yes, so if, that's exactly. the case, if that's the case, then, I mean, look what happened last time. Gabe Davis had a big game in week four against them. Um, the Bills will go to their secondary option if that's the case, and, you know, somebody else is, you know, uh, being covered so uh, by somebody else. So on Marcel and on Raheem Mostert, I agree with you. It seemed like Mostert was the closest, but Marcel told us on WGR that he really wasn't that close. He said what happened was earlier in the week, Mike McDaniel <coughs> was kind of predicting and maybe even trying to speak into existence, I guess, you know, that he could be ready to play. Yeah. But by the end of the week, he said, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like he wasn't ready to play. So he missed on Wednesday. I don't know if Raheem Mostert's going to be able to play. So we'll see where that goes. And I would also note, Tua Tungavailoa is a little bit banged up. He hurt his yeah. shoulder last week, and he's already dealing with a thumb injury on top of mm -hmm. that from, from several weeks ago. Yeah. Who would you say of the guys that we have mentioned would be the biggest boost for Miami if they're able to play? We're, we won't obviously count the guys who we know are going to be out, but if you put Waddle, Mostert, and Baker kind of all into a pot, which would you say would be the biggest boost for them? For me, it's probably Waddle. Well, I would say Waddle, if he'd be healthy, even if he plays, I don't think he's going to be healthy. I don't think he's going to yeah. be the guy that's you're to me, like a healthy Waddle would make a huge difference, but I can't see that. Sure. I think it could be Baker because of what they're dealing with in the secondary. But yes, I agree with you. If he was super healthy, but I would also say this, Matt, I think that what, what's the path to victory for the dolphins in this game? It might be to lean on their running game a little bit more to keep the ball uh -huh. away from Josh Allen. And I know that sounds weird because it's the Dolphins and they have this, they throw it all over the field, maybe get a few plays down the field in the passing game, but rely on that run game. And then if Mostert is healthy, I think that changes the equation. But I would also mention D Devon Achan missed practice as well. He's dealing with it. Yeah. I think he missed unless he might've been limited, but anyway, he's dealing uh, with He was injuries. limited. He was limited with a toe injury go. and a rib yeah. injury. I mean, their, their list is, uh, oh, and, Teron Armstead also did not practice. Oh, yeah. He's been dealing with injuries all year long. It feels like this is kind of status quo, though, that he'll miss an early day of the week and then eventually yeah. practice and come back out. But he actually was injured in the Bills game at the beginning of the year, came out, played the game, got injured, and then once again left and then missed several games after that. And then obviously Connor Williams was not available for that first game, but has since then been injured again and now out for the season. So you're talking about two guys on that offensive line. Isn't there another one? 
didn't they have another offensive lineman yeah, who was missed was like Robert the entire? Huckley, it was um, yeah. yeah. But the other one I want to mention too is um, oh, so really horrible situation at Tyree Kill's house. You saw the fire. Oh, that's crazy! I can't believe we. I mean, yeah, it was just just awful, and you know you hope that everybody's okay. It appears as though that is the case. Yeah. On top of that, and not to make anything like that's this more serious part, but they have video of Tyree Kill with his wife, and he's wearing a walking boot on his uh -huh. left foot. And right yeah. away, people are like, wait a minute, what's going on? He's got a walking boot. He appears on the injury report as limited for that by leaving early because he was limited, but also with an ankle injury, which goes back yeah. a few weeks. Well, that just also is more, I guess, proof that they are so bad. Everybody in some capacity is banged up at this point in the year. Yeah. But to have your star wide receiver walking around in a walking boot, I think shows that the injury is something that's lingering. And even, I mean, Tyreek Hill is such an incredible player and athlete. He at 80, 90% is still better than probably 90% yeah. of the other people at his position, but it is still noticeable. You would, of course, as an opponent, rather get him at 80, 90% or 70%, whatever it is, as opposed to 100% fully healthy when he is just such a dynamic player. And when you think about his game, it's all speed. Right. And if you're walking around in a walking boot, chances are you're not able to run at 100% speed like you might normally be able to. Well, that is from the Dolphin side of things. How about from the Bills?